0: Welcome everyone to the Tribe Podcast where we talk about encountering God and what it means for young adults to be disciples of Jesus. I'm Chris Cruz, the Young Adults Pastor here at Bethel Church, and I'll be joined by co-host Dan Fairley, the Dean of BSSM, and also the Associate Pastor of Bethel Church. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Tribe podcast where we talk about encountering God and what it means for young adults to be disciples of Jesus. This is season one, where in this season we are discussing how we become like Jesus as disciples of Jesus, figuring out what is it like for God to shape our world so that we become more and more like Jesus. This is episode one, and I'm here with our co-host, Dan Fairley, the great Dan Fairley. Amazing, yeah. Dan Fairley, the Thanks. wonderful Dan Fairley. Wow. We just, we just, the Dan <laughs> the adjective
1: rich, Dan Fairley. <laughs> the
0: adjective, <laughs> the man with a real IMDb account.
1: Ah, yes, yes, we. We, we figured just that discovered out, it today. Just discovered it today yeah. Yeah.
0: from the Bethel Music Bright Ones yeah. video yes. movie. That Principal
1: p- Frankenheimer, you're going to want to take the family? Did you make the name? No. no, no. I I didn't actually, uh, I thought I'd get to get on set and do a bunch of improv because yeah. I'm like, well, that's me. They love me. They're just going to want some <laughs> damn goodness. But no, I yep. I delivered my lines right. as they it. were written. <laughs> there it is.
0: So this is Dan Fairley. Dan, why don't you uh, let everybody know who you are? Those that have gone through BSSM, our Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Mm hmm adore you they know who you are they have the what is it the, the energy clap
1: uh yeah it is it's from my basketball days um, that's there. smallest slowest widest forward in the, our <laughs> conference you know, outside san francisco i love it played forward though there I you could, go i could foul you and down you, low. and you and you, and,
0: and you now are in the staff student game making free throws
1: yeah yeah one, yeah. one for three and that was a gift that was a gift <laughs> Love it. Well, Dan, why don't
0: you let everybody know the other things about you outside of that?
1: Yeah, I've just been on staff here since 1991 here at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And, um, uh, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. discipleship. So I think we're going to share our stories a little bit. So I'll Mm -hmm. just share mine real quick. But I came to faith when I was four years old, a crisis in my family. My older brother uh, got suddenly sick and died within a month's time. And my. My uh, parents, who'd been somewhat Christian, kind of came to faith in that crisis. A local church pastor reached out to them and loved on the family and brought them into this little fledgling community. And so I'm raised with a bunch of quality families, quality Christians in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I could rattle off the family names with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they... uh, uh, went to christian school and then felt i was called into ministry on a mission trip to new york city and washington dc when i was 17 and wow. felt like the lord had called me to f- career ministry mm-hmm. and then i knew i wanted to go to bible school went to simpson university it was simpson college at that time in san francisco mm-hmm. and then uh, to fuller seminary down in pasadena and you have the masters of uh, masters of divinity the yeah. most unusual i think of the silliest <laughs> of all titles because divinity you have is like God. Divinity. I know. I'm like. I'm not sure I have. i sure. I call you, you seen God? Me? God. No, don't call me God, God. Like, Hello, God. You get in big trouble for, <laughs> for calling humans God, God, and I can get in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Dan's, <laughs> Dan's also our dean of our school of Yes, Super thank Extra you for ministry. mentioning that. Yeah, and so I'm, uh, I do uh, adult education here. I'm on the senior leadership team, mm. and then. Lead the school ministry with Chris and Bill,
0: and he's our full time comedian. Probably oh. you would probably laugh more on this podcast than any other podcast you listen to. And oh gosh! Especially, yeah, let that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, the, that, at least in the you Christian know the section, one Brian Regan does, and yeah.
1: uh, Jerry Seinfeld. That's not nearly as funny. No, no. Not, <laughs> well,
0: we'll just stick with the Christian genre. We'll stay there.
1: Uh, but yeah, so that
0: that's Dan. My, my name is Chris Cruz. I am the young adults pastor here at Bethel. But before I was the young adults pastor. I was a Revival Group Pastor in the School of Ministry. Dan was technically my boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked in the School of Ministry for couple seven years. Them, a couple so levels above him. A couple levels above. You know, you were <laughs> three levels above me. Uh, I worked in the second year for many years. Uh, but I had a radical experience with the Holy Spirit in 2005 mm-hmm. that sent my life in a totally different trajectory. I was pursuing um, girls, trying to figure out life, addicted to pornography, and was, f- was found in the living room by God. And my parents had this Bible study, and this group uh, was gathering up in, the, in a living room—a small group of people. Just, it wasn't a big stadium event. It wasn't a bright, shining light event. It wasn't a high production event. It wasn't it even
1: wasn't, a, like in a big church. No, like you weren't even in a no. In a it church wasn't a room. service. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was six people. Yeah, and they got real Pentecostal. Pulled out a shofar. <laughs> if you don't know what a shofar is, it is a long. Horn, yeah, of yeah, just uh,
1: what kind of animal does the shofar uh, come from? Uh, some sort of beef, I'm not sure, <laughs> I think it's edible I'm so, not sure. <laughs> anyway. A shofar, but uh, they blew throwing that, throwing me under the Bible
0: scholar yeah. bus. No, 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 I didn't it is, know what it yeah, was. this does not no uh, master's of animal. divinity, and know, shofar. they didn't teach shofar, was, shofar 101 wasn't offered <laughs> at the time, but we, we they, they blew the shofar over me, and when they did that, I had the most like wow. radical experience wow. with God, the Holy Spirit came upon me in such a way that I felt fire moving through my being, like just just radiating. I was sweating, and I, it felt as if every ounce of insecurity left. It felt like the puzzle piece of my existence that was missing just stepped right into place and set me right. It felt like I was out oh. of order, and I was put right back into order. I no longer felt insecure. I felt like I was loved, and I had an appetite change. I had an appetite change that I all of a sudden— felt not only an appetite to not look at pornography but I also had an appetite to follow Jesus and I felt empowered to say no to pornography now actually I felt like I could actually avoid those things and I I was so in love with Jesus. It was like oozing out of me, and my family didn't really know what to do with me, honestly, mm-hmm. after that moment. It took a little bit of time, and they eventually have all come out. And they're the all school. believers, though, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. at some
1: level, but you, you became was radicalized. radical. <laughs> it was just like nuts, yeah.
0: It was like all of a sudden, overnight, Chris yeah. is a different kid. Wow. Just different kid. I'm in my room praying for a revival. I'm in my room praying that my family would experience what I experienced. Yeah. And then, long, long story short, is my family ends up coming out to Reading after I come out here, and they encounter the Holy Spirit in a radical way, yeah. move out here, and
1: you know, I got a family that lives out in Reading as well. Well, you we should probably say too. I know you're not yeah. saying this, but your your family had encountered the Holy Spirit beforehand. They yeah. were Pentecostal believers. Yeah. They mm-hmm. had uh, they'd had yeah. m- uh, many experiences with the Holy Spirit, yeah. but there is something kind of just an ongoing. We believe in con- yeah. regular, continuous encounters mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and so it was just another uh, experience yeah. for them that was. Yeah.
0: They were like, "All right, this is this is part of what it is." And yeah. they were, and it was a marking. And and but for me, it was a, a beginning. Yeah. That, that experience I had in that living room was the beginning of a whole new life. Like it set me in a totally different trajectory, made me, um, no longer pursue the college degree that I was pursuing. Mm. I was pursuing marketing Mm -hmm. and going, you know, I, I, this is what I think I could do. Business marketing decided from the unction of the Holy spirit, not having a concept of really figuring that out yet, but knowing that I was supposed to give that up because he said, if you keep going there you'll lose the fire i just gave you not having language for any of the stuff just hearing these thoughts and inspired thoughts there were just things i would think that were so clear like it was as if someone was in my head just saying these thoughts Uh, someone was in
1: your head (laughs) he was in there
0: (laughs) yeah so so i had that encounter with the holy spirit and then now i'm the young adults pastor here at bethel and this tr- this is the tribe podcast our, our young adult ministry is called tribe young adults we meet on tuesdays but this is for us reaching a larger group of young adults figuring out what does it mean to be a disciple of jesus and how do we take that goal of being a disciple of jesus and walk that out and realize we're going to do some explaining and engaging with different dimensions of our person that are going to be changed from jesus but this is an introduction to the podcast and what our goals are and what we're going to be going after. You're going to get practical insight. You're going to get a help to overcome some of your habits, overcome some of the roadblocks. You're going to get truth into areas you need truth, practices you can start doing. But in this first episode, we're going to start defining discipleship. And I think it's first we should, Dan, in your beautiful radio voice, mm. Matthew 28, verses
1: 18 through 20, go. Yeah, all authority on Sorry. <laughs> Keep that <laughs> in there. I did that on purpose. Keep it in there. That's Keep comedy. That's comedy. Not really. Um, no. Let's see if I can do it now. It's it. <laughs> all authority in he- all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Woo! Yeah. So if we were
0: we started. if we start with the concept of of discipleship wasn't invented by Jesus mm. mm-hmm. the idea that discipleship was something happening in the culture yeah that it was existing with Greek philosophers it was yep. existing John the Baptist had disciples yep. uh, and there's this idea now that Jesus says okay this 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 framework of discipleship the idea that you would follow someone and become like that person from the inner being and do what that person did Jesus grabs that and goes you're gonna do that with me yeah And it's going to be the most satisfying life. Yep. And I think when Christians can start to realize being a disciple of Jesus is the most satisfying life, Mm -hmm. they'll start to have an energy to pursue it. Because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes from the distance they can look and go, that's just more of the stuff that doesn't sound exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: More of the Bible reading that I really don't have an appetite for more of prayer, which kind of already feels lame, mm-hmm. and not realizing discipleship is the avenue by which we feel we find the most fulfilled life because we become more and more like Jesus. Yeah,
1: and more connected to Jesus. Yes. So it's a it's a, a, a relationship, you know, with uh, Jesus who we can't see. Yeah. Uh, but it's an, a relationship with him as he is transforming us and we're partnering and co-laboring we're with him. him. We're following
0: him. We're walking with him. He, I love that he says to his disciples, I like think it's Mark 4, where he says, come be with me. That mm-hmm. I may send you out. Yeah, it's good. It's like the first come be with me. Yeah. Come be with me. Spend time with me. Walk. Well, I love I talk about it with our young adults. The idea of practicing the practice of being with Jesus. Yeah. It's just the practice of being with him.
1: Well, and if you're following him, it means he's heading somewhere. He's up to something. Yes. And so, we, you know, we think he's on a, a joy-filled mission of reconciliation, yes. of creation. And so he's on an adventure. We join him on the adventure mm-hmm. and uh, become like him, yeah. ultimately. And we're, we're pushing to figure out
0: how to, how does our inner world, because discipleship, um, some of the connotations surrounding discipleship mm-hmm. are the idea that it's a, a new believer's class. Yep. Yeah. It's the first stages of uh, being a believer.
1: I, I think even here, you know, mm-hmm. we probably would say, yeah. you know, we got to teach discipleship, and yeah. we mean the basics in some yeah. ways, and mm-hmm. we don't mean, I mean, how you're going to live the next sixty years. Yeah, <laughs> totally. We think, okay, let's let's teach them how to Eight pray. weeks, yeah. 13
0: weeks. Yeah, I think uh, we can get it. We can cover all the the things that make them feel like we have a confidence in their discipleship. Yeah, versus the idea that we are organizing our life around Jesus and embarking on a spirit led journey. Yeah. To becoming more like him and following him and engaging with him. And so I think when we when we take it out of kind of the mainstream understanding that. Add,
1: as he's yeah. reconciling, reconciling the, the world. world. Yeah, yeah I mean on mission with him. Doing what he's doing. Uh, yeah, and he wants more disciples. Yeah. He wants like this crowd mm-hmm. behind me should get bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah that we're making disciples. What you yeah. just read, the idea
0: mm-hmm. that the, the verb here that we're going for is make disciples. Yeah. And baptizing them, immersing them. Mm-hmm. In the reality of God, yes. immersing them in the reality of God, and then teaching them to obey everything I've commanded them. So when we think about Jesus here presenting them with a commission, w- and how we preach the gospel, we're not just talking about you get saved and then you can pick up discipleship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That it's something you decide to do when you get serious. Yeah, optional. Optional. Like yeah. it's you know I, I I got my prayer. I'm a Christian because I said in my prayer. Versus I'm a Christian because I've embraced Jesus as the organizing person of my life. Yeah. Like he is what
1: I build my life around. In now. my baptism, I died to myself and I yeah. was raised to life with him.
0: And I have a whole new life in him and yeah. I follow him. I'm in intimate relationship with him and he is determining my inner world. Yeah. He's determining right and wrong now. It's no longer Chris is Lord of his life. Yeah. is Christ is Lord of my life. And I follow that guidance and that direction for my life and my and realizing that's going to be the most satisfying life Mm -hmm. i think that's why jesus talks to the woman at the well and says you're thirsty and you're always going to be thirsty basically Mm -hmm. until you realize you can drink from me
1: yeah and if i could add too i think it's satisfying it's always interesting right like the um the lord gives us himself and he also is like it's it's good for a man not to be alone he part of the satisfying life with jesus is jesus's family can yes. be really fun like yes. they can be really controlling and mean too. but they yeah. could be really fun <laughs> yeah and they could be quite wonderful and yeah. they could be quite full of uh, innovation and yeah. joy and laughter mm. and so when he's calling us to himself it's it, yes it's him but it's also to his family yeah and where we find these these deep uh, powerful experiences of joy because we're, we're gonna jump in
0: on that in different yeah. areas where we talk about the, the community of learners people who mm-hmm. are both further along than you And those that are right along the journey with you and those that are new to the journey of following Jesus, that as a community of learners is where you arrive to truth and
1: and different ways of character is formed and other kinds of things like that. So another way of talking about this is that we're on this journey of being lifetime learners. Yeah. But not just learners, because we're also leaders. Like yes. we are, we are yep. inviting people into this as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think, uh, you know, Bill talks about this. He's like, stay a novice, stay tender to these yeah. things, of the Lord. Don't become super comfortable. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's another way of saying, stay in the posture yep. of a learner, yep. even if you've been in the faith forty mm-hmm. or fifty years. Mm-hmm. And and yet, uh, there are sort of some learners who like. Full of questions and never have answers. Yeah. I think Paul actually talks about that yeah, in the New yeah. Testament. <laughs> he does. He <laughs> so, starts to address them. He's like, yeah. You're you're stirring up stuff for the sake of stirring it up now. Yeah, and uh, but I'm going to need you to lead. And then he mm-hmm. get, you know talks to Timothy about the mm-hmm. this is the sort of leaders you should empower in the environment. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're on this journey of—it's uh, a lifetime journey.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, as we're going to go through this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, quite a few areas. We're going to hit about eight areas that Jesus starts to address and uh, conformed to his image where Paul says that you would be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we're going to, we're going to hit what, uh, what beliefs did Jesus have? How do we believe what Jesus believed and how do ideas shape our inner world and how we can partner with the right ones, character, living the way Jesus lived. Uh, we're going to talk about habits, uh, training ourselves as Jesus trained, realizing there's an, there's practices that Jesus did that led to the life Jesus lived. So th- I'll say that again, there's practices mm-hmm. Jesus did that led to the life Jesus lived as a human that can help us find out how we can truly be alive. Um, ministering as Jesus ministered, we have some fun ways of thinking about even the supernatural elements of how Jesus ministered mm-hmm. and leading the way Jesus led, as you alluded to earlier, that we're, we're taking people somewhere as well, that we're, we're doing this together with a group of people, but there's people behind us as well. Um, love the way Jesus loved, transforming our relationships, how we do our social interactions, uh, how we see church and how Jesus saw the church, we'll talk about and our emotions, feeling the way Jesus felt. Uh, I like to break it down from uh, what Peter Scazzaro says in his Emotionally Healthy Spirituality work where he talks about below-the-surface discipleship. He Mm -hmm. says most discipleship is done above the surface, these few things, but the the below-the-surface discipleship addresses the whole person. But addresses the spiritual component, the emotional component, the intellectual component, the physical component, and the social component of our being. Mm -hmm. All of these areas are being trained by Jesus to flourish and thrive. And so, in this podcast, we're going to go through what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus and how do we uh, really start to see that transformation take place. So, let's. um,
1: So, if you've done a
0: 13 week discipleship (laughs) course,
1: you haven't. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> this isn't it. You know. Yeah,
0: we're we're getting at something different. We're, we're really trying to get people to see that this is w- this is what you're not. You don't graduate out of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: You don't graduate. Oh, oh I was discipled at one point. Yeah. Like right. I was discipled by, and I think there's also this idea, and I know that we we get discipled by people. That That is an important part Absolutely. of, of the, um, the journey. It would be part of my journey. Yeah, I've had it, people that have discipled yeah. me. Mm-hmm. No question. Like we don't get rid of that. Mm-hmm. But I think what we, we need to rediscover, if I could, is the idea that we're first trying to get people to be disciples of Jesus. Yeah. That if we can get you in the river, so to speak, yeah. you're going to go down the downstream and you're going to hit some of these things yeah. that we're hoping to hit. But if I just think you need to be a disciple of me, that we need to do a mentorship program one by one, that discipleship is our mentor program. And that's all that it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going We're th- then putting people to be disciples of people before we're putting them to be disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not. Uh, what, what's the word? They're not mutually uh, exclusive. exclusive. No, no,
1: no. I, we're doing them at the same time, right? Yeah, like, we're doing like, it at pa- the same time. Uh, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So yes. Paul's trying to connect those following him to Christ yeah. and mm-hmm. not be an intermediator. Yeah. Uh, intermediary. Yeah. I can't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> an in-between. in-between. An <laughs> <A> mediator, someone <laughs> in-between. The connective <laughs> tissue. <laughs> so it's kind of both. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I talk about with this is that yeah, if I if I've tied them to me, if they're calling me about their problems, if I love solving their problems or yep. that's what it again we're talking this is the old understanding of Sopship. We're yeah. trying to go a 60 year understanding yeah. like you wouldn't want somebody calling you for 60 years yeah you would want them able to solve their own problems come on and actually teach somebody else how to solve their so problems. Good. And so that's where we're trying to if, if they're just tied to us and not to Jesus then we've done it wrong Yeah and then over our lifetime again if i'm only touched to uh, tied to a particular teacher yeah. and not to jesus then we we haven't quite figured it out
0: yeah and so we're getting us to understand that there is a I, I think i think sometimes because of uh unintentionally our kind of the epic seasons of life or i could say the ages of life where we go and we're no longer in the medieval ages or the going back to some of the like mystical ages where mm-hmm. you get in some like the spiritual world is the only world they really engage with, yeah, and so, since yeah, they that, don't have medicine, yeah, it's all yeah, yeah. So when that world, the idea that you're actually following Jesus and you don't see him, but you're following a person and you're interacting with a person, can almost get lost in the American's modern psyche. Yeah, that yeah. I'm spending time with a person, I'm yeah. learning from a person, I and not I'm learning from an abstract book or program, but I'm actually through the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives the Holy Spirit to us so that we then could connect with him and the Father and have all of this life together, actually connecting to Jesus. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that he says he's with you always, right? Yeah. Uh, Even to the ends of the age as he sends us on this great commission that Mm -hmm. we are in Christ and that he's a a friend. He says there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, which is the idea that I'm going to be sticking closer to you than a brother.
0: So the idea of discipleship to Jesus is that you actually could have an intimate relationship. Uh Paul, Paul says something so outlandish that it would be preposterous to propose if God did not have it in his heart. What's that? That you can know Christ. Mm-hmm. It would be preposterous for us to be like, we can know God, we can know Jesus. Yeah. We can know Christ. If Jesus didn't go, I'm actually making myself known Paul, to you. Paul didn't even know Christ in the
1: natural. No. I mean, he had been yeah. running around the same circles and somehow it
0: doesn't yeah. seem to have crossed paths. Yeah. And then he has that dramatic experience, yeah. Yeah. goes into the wilderness or the desert and yeah. has this and comes out as this, radical apostle to the faith now. Yeah. But the idea that we can know Jesus, be intimate with him, and then that intimacy changing our world and impacting us and where we learn from him, become like him, and do what he did. I love that you kept emphasizing that part because I think sometimes we can make even the, the trajectory Jesus is taking us on mm-hmm. as optional as well. Mm-hmm. That yeah, discipleship right. can just be about the transformation of my character, yeah. the transformation of my inner world. That discipleship can get lost sometimes in just it's about me getting better, yeah, not me about
1: bettering the world. Yeah, we follow this shepherd who ha- has ninety nine sheep and is like, mm-hmm. hey, "There's one more out there." Yeah, and he like leaves all ninety nine yeah. to go find. Him. Totally. So, so totally. he has a mission. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, it's whether or not we're
0: following. Yeah, because I think that's a, a, a sometimes a missing piece when I'm mm-hmm. study discipleship materials. You'll first hear it be about. How do I get you to pray? How do I get you to read yeah. the Bible? Yeah. How do I get you to do all the things that we're going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. That are all important. All important stuff. Yeah. But I love that you emphasize the idea that we, he's reconciling all things that we're joining on that reconciliation yeah. thing. I'm going to uh, uh, point to a book you you wrote, Kingdom Culture, mm-hmm. that is a book we use in the school as a curriculum yep. and based off the core values of our church, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. In there, you talk about the concept of human beings being culture makers. Yeah. And Ready, set, go. You.
1: Yeah, I mean, just realize our core values are based on our uh, statement of faith, which again is that you know, uh, through the death and resurrection of Jesus, He has forgiven our sins and mm-hmm. and He is Lord. And so, uh, that and the you know the triune nature of God, we could we could talk mm-hmm. about all those things. So we, mm-hmm. I never want our core values for people to mistake those for our statement of faith. Yeah, that's great. The things we have in common with the great creeds of the church. Yeah. and the rest of the body of Christ. So our core values are things that the Lord's taught us to emphasize. In this thing, I think I thought human culture was the problem. I think it's like I thought God hated human culture, like He yeah. hates the opera. The yeah. opera's is about the, you know <laughs> people not being nice to each other yeah. and being mean, and He's so frustrated with films except yeah. Billy Graham films. <laughs> so you know, first of all, culture was super small, like yeah. it was only like the arts. Yeah. Instead of realizing it's the faith and the practices wow. that every group of people has that that binds them together. And there's and, and then all of history is a clash of cultures, yeah. like uh, monotheism and polytheism yeah. coming together. Yeah. And hey, we invented uh, the, the the battering ram, and you didn't, so yeah. you're in trouble. You know, yeah. so uh, uh, so it's all a clash of cultures all throughout. And that the Lord actually made us to create cultures. So when He says, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth," He's mm-hmm. not just longing for a world full of eight billion naked gardeners mm-hmm. who are just collecting fruit that's magically growing. Uh, mm -hmm. He's actually saying, no, I love the, have kids uh, and multiply, but the fruitfulness is like, what will you humans do Mm. to create culture? And uh, one of my professors, Dr. Mao talked about this. He said that uh, as soon as you, uh, you know, you have uh, somebody that takes a, a branch and says we're going to sweep out our living area with this branch you have culture you've invented a tool called yeah. a, a broom and then yeah. you I hand it to you and say I'll do this on Monday and Tuesday you do it on Wednesday and Thursday you sweep the tent yeah. and now we've got shared labor and a schedule <laughs> yeah <laughs> So so true. So humans, we naturally create culture. The Lord mm-hmm. loves us about us. It's mm-hmm. part of being made in His image, mm-hmm. and it's to be healed. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is trying to create a healed, dynamic, amazing wow. culture. Mm-hmm. And you know, heaven. You know, there's going to be mm-hmm. a party, a yeah. feast. There's. He's like the. He's going to reveal the riches of His grace. Like mm-hmm. culture's not going away. Yeah. When you get humans with, it's beliefs, not one big worship set. No, 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 no. In heaven, right? Yeah. But our our culture making, our love of culture, and our culture making is not going away. mm Hmm. And so it needs to be sanctified.
0: So when you're when you when you're pushing on this idea of getting people to to do that, you're also simultaneously pushing them to engage with culture.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You're, you're telling them that you actually can't run away, and we're hoping that your discipleship to Jesus will will
1: actually be the anchor to well, go engage with yeah, culture. Yeah, you're running away from culture is creating culture. You just you, we are culture making machines. There's no we way to escape it. it. Help it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have an aftermath
0: no matter what. It, it, There's a, you're leaving a wake no matter what. No yeah, matter well what. Well said. So but when we're talking about um, being a disciple of Jesus, we're engaging with the idea that our inner world will be like his. And we do the work that he did, which is creating culture, engaging with culture, creating culture, joining on his reconciliation, reconciliation that he's doing in the earth. And I guess what I want people to hear as we do this, especially young adults, is the idea that God is getting you to govern your life well, Mm -hmm. getting you to go. How do I govern my life like Jesus would govern my life? Dallas Willard said this you're not thinking how do you just be like Jesus to do all the things Jesus did. Yeah. He says you're trying to think if Jesus was in your flesh and bones right mm. now, wow. how would he live your life? Yeah. And realizing, oh, it's in the now here. I'm living the life Jesus wants me to live and he's living it through me and I'm doing this. So what would he do if he was living your life? He may be a doctor. He may be a lawyer. He may be a teacher. Yeah. He may be this. Because you're not running away thinking the greatest goal is to be a pastor yeah. and escape from culture and create these escape um, that was mm-hmm. part of my issues with Christians yeah. growing up was the idea that I and mean, you guys just run away, yeah, just running away, constantly running away. Well,
1: we thought we were gonna be raptured, Chris. Yeah. So it's it's not quite our now fault. Now we got a bunch yeah. of people wondering about our no, rapture no, stuff. No, no, but I just mean I, the yeah. Lord's coming for us, no yeah. doubt. But we just thought within our lifetime, because yeah. the that within 40 years it was gonna happen. And so yeah. you were raised by leaders who many of us thought we were gonna be, yeah, you know, gone because yeah. he'd be back by 1988. So.
0: Right after I was born, yeah. so that, that works. Have I'm never 32. Happened. I would have never. Yeah. So the the idea of discipleship is that you're you are actively following Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and you're actively joining in the work, participating in the work of Jesus, and we're hoping that. Through these, this season of season one of the Tribe Podcast, you'll gain insight into your being. You'll gain insight into what it means to be spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical, and social. Jesus says, love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your strength, and your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's all these elements. You can't escape them. This is what being a good, healthy disciple of Jesus is. It's not a program. It's not a course you took. It's not what you did in the first few months of being a believer in Jesus. This is about a lifelong journey of following Jesus and doing what he's doing in the earth and joining in on that. So I'm so excited for you to join join us on this podcast. Dan, do you have any final words you want to say before we end episode one here?
1: Yeah, it's that his, uh, as we've already mentioned, that he is in us, yeah. to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. And if it feels like, you know, this is another self at help, or I'm not so sure how I'll do with this, it's like he is actually intent on seeing this come to pass. And so we should we should see ourselves as partnering We're, with him. We're in Christ. Part of the church wonderfully said, what would Jesus do? Remember the wristbands? Yeah, yeah. And they would think, like, in other words, I'm, I'm, sa- I'm faced with this... I might lie right now. I might mm-hmm. want to steal right now. And you're like, mm-hmm. what would Jesus do? I might want to pass by this poor person or mm-hmm. uh, stay stuck in my racism. What would Jesus do? Yeah. And so I, you got to love that, this reflecting back on Jesus and then trying to bring that forward into my application now. Yeah. But I would go the next step and say, when like you described, yeah. when we're walking with Jesus, he's indwelling us. We're mm-hmm. in this constant conversation and relationship. Then it's what would Jesus do, but also what is Jesus doing? Yeah. So there's that, Jesus, what are we doing right now about you know, this, uh, this mood I'm in, like, yeah. what are we up to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing about this disrespect? I feel from my boss. Like, yeah. I feel like dishing out yeah. a big bunch of disrespect anonymously yeah. online or, yeah. so it's mm. your, you are kind of present with Christ as he's present Whoa. with you, shaping your character and kind of remind you, son, you don't have to have your way in this one. Like wow. there, there are bigger things at stake than you right now. <laughs> so let's stay connected to Jesus in this and not just have it be a self-help. Oh, know, so thing. good. So good.
0: Thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys on the next episode.